When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we start, please check out our new podcast, Good Sleep. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on Good Sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for Good Sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2832, Strive for Progress and Not Perfection by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick. I read to you every single day of the year, including weekends and holidays. So let's continue the tradition and this subject that we sort of talked about yesterday and get right to our next post as we optimize your life. Strive for Progress and Not Perfection by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. I almost ruined my career right at the beginning. In 1992, HBO offered me a job. I wish I had taken it. They wanted to work on this new field, virtual reality. I never responded to them. I felt inadequate. How come? I didn't want to take a job in the real world until I felt people would like me. I had so little self-esteem that I thought the only way people would like me at a job like HBO was if I had published a novel. So I wrote and wrote and wrote. I wrote a novel called The Book of Orpheus, a corny cliche title written by a 24-year-old. It was a 400-page novel about the person I wanted to be in my wildest dreams instead of a novel about the real me. Then after 40-plus rejections of that novel, which took over a year to write, I wrote another novel. The title, The Book of David. I know. It's about the biblical David, but from a very alternative point of view. 40-plus rejections. I wrote another novel, The Pursuit, The Novelist, The Romance Novelist, and Their Lovers a play on the movie The Cook, The Thief, The Wife, and Her Lover. 40 plus rejections. I wrote 40 to 50 short stories. Thousands of rejections. I wrote novellas. I read thousands of books and then criticisms of those books because I wanted to get better. I was so afraid to show up to the real world empty-handed. Nobody would like me. Nobody would think I was special. I had such low self-esteem in my value that if people didn't think I was special, people secretly whispering to each other, who is he? Him? He wrote a novel. That they would hate me, or worse, not pay attention to me. Women would spit on me. Everyone would laugh at my ideas. Finally, in 1994, I was afraid of two things. My friends were starting to make more money than me, a sin, and I wanted to break up with my girlfriend at the time. I was so bad at difficult conversations that I decided the only way out of the relationship was to move to New York City. So I took the job at HBO, even though out of thousands and thousands of pages, I never published a single one. It wasn't easy to remind them about me, but I did it. It was hard to get that job in 1994, but a few months later, I was in New York City for my first day. I was in a suit, 
settling down in my cubicle at the HBO building. For the first three months, I screwed up so bad they had to send me to remedial computer classes even though I had majored in computer science and went to grad school for computer science. I was the worst employee. I was sure they were gonna fire me every day. That job was the best decision I ever made. The Wright brothers ran a bicycle shop. People love to ride bicycles. The US government was spending $2 million to get a plane in the air. The Wright brothers from their tiny bike shop were racing against the wealthy US government to fly. Who would fly first? The US government was convinced that a plane has to fly straight or it would crash. No turbulence, zero imperfections, else it would fail. The Wright brothers thought this also. Until one day, they looked at a little kid learning to ride a bike. He jumped on the bike and took off. He wobbled for a few seconds, and every turn he wobbled again, but soon he was off and gone. He was riding a bike. He wobbled. They made a plane that wobbled. The plane flew. They made history. They beat out the government that was spending millions. They did it by focusing on progress rather than perfection. I have a lot of imperfections. Sometimes I'm lazy, sometimes I procrastinate, sometimes I'm afraid to confront people, so I disappear on them. I try to be a good friend and parent, but it's hard. I try to be a good partner, but I have insecurities and doubts. I try to have good ideas, but it's a constant effort to keep my idea muscle exercised. I wobble. And then on occasion, I fly. At HBO, I stopped writing. I started focusing all my efforts on this brand new thing, the World Wide Web. WWW. I made imperfect websites, ugly, slow, barely worked, but nobody else was making websites. I had ideas about design, but I wasn't a designer. My programs were sloppy, but they got the job done. I built website after website, and soon I had other companies asking for my help, American Express, Time Warner, etc. I started a business. I built it up. I left HBO. I was a horrible salesperson. I was bad at following up. I was bad at customer service. I knew nothing about business. But very few people knew how to make websites then, even the ugly, imperfect websites I was making. So clients kept asking for more. I sold the business. I started another one. It failed. I started another one. It failed. I started another one. It failed. That was a long time ago. Sometimes I gave up, but I had kids to raise. I really messed up a lot of things, but I wanted to survive, to get better. I had no goals, just survive, just get better. I wobbled, but I flew. If I'd only stuck with my goals, I'd never have started with my life. Always go for progress, practice, persistence, pain, and then find the pleasures of life. Be willing to wobble. You just listened to the post titled, Strive for Progress and Not Perfection by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. Thank you to James. Wobble. That word brings up my first bike riding experience after the training wheels were off. Boy, did I wobble, but I still remember that moment to this day. A massive achievement at the time. Another favorite moment was starting this podcast, a time of lots of wobbling. I was previously, right before that, an app developer, but my business partner and I felt like we were just spinning our wheels, going nowhere, not really creating much value in those apps. And this podcast idea was basically a shot in the dark. I had no idea it could somehow end up becoming my profession, especially since I've never really enjoyed speaking in front of people and saying never really enjoyed is saying it nicely. 
And I would think that most of the biggest accomplishments that you had too probably had a lot of wobbling and uncertainty going on, yet we fight so hard against it. It's natural too. Wobbling and uncertainty are scary, but also important to remember how crucial they are. So with that, try not to run away from the wobble today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.